0: On today's Winning Cures Everything, we're going over the Mountain West Conference. That's right. No more divisions in this conference. We're going to see win totals. We're going to talk about who is actually going to win the conference, along with a lot of other things
1: I've been watching it for 40 years. Are you kidding me? You're listening to Winning Cures Everything. Game day, baby. Wake up or get out. Here's your host. a
0: confident young man. A superb athlete. Gary Segers. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is July 11th. It's a Tuesday. I'm about to head out of town, so I had to get one more conference preview in. We are going to get to all of them. I promise. Anyway, let's go ahead and do this, get this out of the way. Uh, I'm Gary Seegers. Follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. Of course, you can follow the website at Winning Cures on Twitter. Uh, we are working on a new website as we speak. We have new things in store, etc. Gonna make it a little bit cleaner, etc. Uh, let me go ahead and tell you, I will be at Betbash. Of course, uh spanky. Uh, and his bunch out at Circa in Las Vegas, August 8th through the 11th. If you're going to be out there, hit me up. Let me know. I uh, I would love to meet everybody. That's my plan. I'm going out there. I just want to shake hands, uh, say hi to everybody, anybody that I can, and uh, and then we'll go from there. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited about the situation. All right, we can't spend too long. Uh, the show is brought to you by BetUS. It is America's premier online uh, sportsbook. America's favorite sports book for the last thirty years. They've been fantastic to me. They will be fantastic to you if you look in the link in the description. You will be able to find, uh, or excuse me, if you look in the description, you'll be able to find a link, and you can click on that, and you can get signed up, and they are going to give you fifty dollars to play with, no deposit required. I suggest using it on win totals. Just a guess, just a just an idea. But yeah, we're going to talk about win totals today. Let's go ahead and dive into it. The Mountain West Conference. And let's go ahead and start this thing off. We are going to start, of course, with the Air Force Falcons. We'll bring it up on the screen here so you can see exactly what we're looking at. Look, Troy Calhoun went 10-3 and last year. They've been doing a fantastic job there. Post-game win expectancy was actually 9.95 and 2.05. Uh, so pretty good. Really should have won one more game in the regular season last year. They had some interesting uh, games where they, they lost close ones. We'll say that. Uh, Hazek Daniels is gone. Brad Roberts is gone. Uh, Cormier and Terry are gone, the wide receivers. Uh, it's going to be a lot of changes on the offense. Let's say that. Uh, number 127 in returning production on offense. Defense, though, which is what their bread and butter is. Number 23. And returning production on that side of the ball, seventy-three and a half percent coming back on that. Now, if you look at, uh, let's start with the offense here. You see a lot of green on the screen. You see they were number twelve in offensive PPA per drive, number thirteen in rushing success. Obviously, this team does not throw the football a lot, but they were number fifty-two in passing success rate. Not very explosive, but that makes sense because they will uh, paper cut you to death, right? Triple offense or triple option offense. Uh, They ran the ball nearly 87% of the time last year. Don't think that's going to change with Jensen Jones, um, who we think is going to be the quarterback this year. He carried on over 29% of his snaps. He handed off on almost 69% of them. The offensive line does return four starters, so that is certainly going to help transition into the new guys at the skill positions. Uh, They return nearly 80% of offensive line snaps. Now, they did lose nearly 75% of their rushing attempts, and they lost five of their top six rushers. I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah, you see it in the NFL. You can replace a running back with undrafted guys, etc. I think that this team is still going to be really, really good. They also lost uh, their top two wide receivers and 65% of their targets. But again, this is a team that does not throw the ball very much. Uh, you look at the fact that they handed off, you know, or they ran the ball 87% of the time last year. That means only 13% of their plays on offense were passes. And I think they can probably find a way to uh, to recoup that. All right, what about the defense? Obviously, defense has been really, really good for years. They lost over 40% of their quarterback pressures, but they do return 71% of their overall tackles. Uh, defensive tackle, Peyton Zedroik. I hope I said that right. Uh, and the defensive line should be a strength here. Of course, the linebacker, they lose a, a couple of key players, but that's still a really, really strong unit. The defense only had to defend an average of eight drives per game. That was number two in the FBS last year. Secondary is experienced, but, you know, they were number 86 in passing success rate, uh, number four in third down conversion percentage. I think you're going to see a lot of the same. As far as key players go, oh, by the way, luck rank. Uh, You look at this team, number 49 in turnover margin, Uh, number four in penalties per game. Number four is pretty good in penalties per game. Mike could clean up the turnover margin just a little bit, maybe generate some more. Uh, as far as luck rank goes, they were number seventy-eight, and luck rank includes a ton of different stuff. Uh, did a uh, did your opponent make a field goal when you know they probably shouldn't have, or uh, did the ball bounce the wrong way? You know, all that kind of stuff, right? Luck rank from teamrankings.com uh, had them at number seventy-eight. Now this year they are projected favorites in eleven games, but we'll we'll get to that. Uh, key players: Jensen Jones, of course, the quarterback. Uh, I think the running back John Lee Eldridge. He'll be one of many, uh, but I think he'll be you know one of the one of the primary backs. Uh, the center there, the uh, two safeties Taylor and Goff. The linebacker uh, Mock is going to be really good. Look, keys to the season. Air Force loses key players, but the foundation and and the lines are still really strong here. The schedule incredibly convenient. I mean, look, you're you're starting with Robert Morris, and then you got Sam Houston in their first year in the FBS. Uh, You got Utah State at home in week three. Like, that's how you start your season. So you get a chance to get the ball rolling early. Um, Definitely, definitely awesome with what they did in non-conference, right? I mean, you've always got Navy. You've always got Army. uh, But Robert Morris and Sam Houston? Yes, please. Uh, This program is incredibly consistent. Troy Calhoun, he has an identity in this program. Uh, The returning, you know, experience, it, it doesn't seem to matter with this team. They just always have somebody lined up ready to go. They need the defense to get more takeaways, as I mentioned earlier. They were number one hundred uh, per game, and so in per game uh, takeaways. What I'm curious about is we've talked about Army and Navy and how the new blocking rules are going to affect them. How much is how much does that affect Air, uh, Air Force? Didn't seem to affect them a whole lot last year, but like this year is is the big change. I'm I'm very curious what this offense really looks like. Are they going to continue to be the same thing? Uh, as far as their strength of schedule, average about between all the different media companies, number one thirty-one. That is second to last. I I like this team. I've got them going nine and three uh, over the eight and a half. That's plus one twenty over at Bet I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this bunch. Uh, so Air Force, I've got them going over eight and a half wins on that. I think uh, I got three losses in conference. But I think they're going to be fantastic again this season. All right, moving right along, we got to keep the train rolling here. Boise State, with Andy Avalos, found a way to turn it over last year after a ridiculously embarrassing loss to UTEP. So, what's in store for this year? Well, let's pop it on the screen here. Let's see what we got. They went ten and four last year. Uh, they were six, seven, and one against the spread, so they they didn't they didn't cover at a high rate, but They found a way to win games. They went 8-0 in the conference last year. They were abysmal in the non-con. And it's going to be tough again this year with the non-conference schedule, right? At Washington, UCF, they got Memphis this year. They do have North Dakota at home. Uh, Their projected record this year is 7.8825 and 4.1175. Well, now. (laughs) That's just... That's just absurd. Number 46 in returning production, uh, number 16 on offense, number 94 on defense. And the defense is what really uh, saved them last year, honestly. Uh, you look at at some of these numbers here. Number 15 PPA margin, but they were number 55 PPA per drive on offense. So the defense is what really, really helped them out. And now you're losing a bunch of guys. Uh, we'll start off with the offense here. Uh, obviously, you're losing the offense coordinator, Dirk Cutter. Uh, He was able to step in that role after week four, I think it was last year, maybe week five, and really, really turn this thing around with the quarterback, uh, Talon Green. How much of a change is it from Cutter to Bush Hamden? That's the question. Like, that's going to be the biggest thing for Andy Avalos. You have a feeling, of course, with Avalos as your head coach, that this team's going to be pretty good on defense, no matter what. However, um, you know, Bush Hamden, he was the offensive coordinator at Washington under Chris Peterson in 2018 and 2019. They were number 55, and then he regressed to number 79 in yards per play. Uh, pretty much everybody's back on the offense other than, you know, some of the offensive line, but still lots of experience there. Guys that have been in the system. The quarterback Green, the running back Helani, uh Jonti combined for 27 rushing touchdowns. They're going to run the ball a lot. They were number 44 in rushing success last year. Got to find a way to be successful throwing the football this year. Just got to find a way to do that. Um, Moving over to the defense. They're losing four of the top five in the secondary. Um, That's, I mean, it's going to be a rebuild. This team was number one in the country in passing success rate allowed. Now, some of that may have had to do with who they played last year. Obviously, when you've got Wyoming and Air Force and whatnot on the schedule, uh, that's you kind of expect it, right? Those those teams do not throw the ball uh, a lot. Um, The defensive numbers were great. But again, as I just said, how much of that was the opposing offenses? The depth issues with the secondary and the defensive line, those are going to be real. It's going to take some time to build into those. And you don't want to see, you know, Washington and UCF as your first two games when you're trying to break in a new defense, especially defensive line and secondary. So Something to pay attention to right there, uh, right off the bat with the schedule. I don't expect early season success, but I think this team will round into form as they move along. Uh, They lost 44% of their tackles and nearly 60% of quarterback pressures, along with uh, four of their top five tackles for loss leader and uh, and four of the top six uh, sack getters. So, uh, number 71 in luck rank last year. They were number 52 in turnover margin. Uh let's let's take a look before we get to the you know before we get to the keys of the season their win total is set at eight and a half at bet us uh the over is minus 125 the under minus 105 i don't feel great especially when your non-con includes at memphis ucf and at washington i don't feel great about that for the early part of the season and look i mean it's it's a firestorm right out of the gate at washington ucf north dakota North Dakota, we can probably take that one out that's probably a win at san diego state and then at memphis i mean they did the scheduling gods did them no favors we'll just say that uh the team is incredibly consistent like regardless of of who the coach is any kind of changeovers etc but again losing so much on defense that's going to stress Avalos' abilities early i don't like the schedule early for this bunch um They've got an incredibly tough non-con, as I mentioned. The conference slate does include San Diego State and Fresno this year. Um, you know, eliminating divisions, th- that's going to happen. Uh, I've got them beating Air Force at the end of the year. I've got them to go 8-4, and four, so I've got them going under uh, at minus 105. Stealing on this team, I've got 10-2. and two. Uh, The floor, I've got 6-6. Six and six. So, you know, I-, I think they could be all right, but... Yeah, it's eight and four sounds about right to me. Uh, but you guys, let me know in the comments. I I like Boise State. I like Andy Avalos, but this does not appear to be the kind of year where you would want to do a rebuild. I'll just say that. Moving along to Colorado State and Jay Norvell heading into his second season here. Uh, Who the first year was not good, three and nine, and I don't know how much better. The second year is going to be right. It, their project, or excuse me, their postgame win expectancy last year was 4.02 and 7.98. The defense was actually pretty good, uh, and especially compared to the offense. I mean, it was just abysmal. Uh, number 126 in offensive PPA per drive. This was tearing everything down to the studs on offense and having to completely rebuild it. We know that Jay Norville is a good coach. But the type of offense that he runs, it takes a while to get there. I can understand it. So their projected record this year, 4.83, we'll say that, and 7.17. Uh, their win total is 4.5 this year. Over is juiced at minus 120, under minus 110. That's over at BetUS. Uh These offensive numbers, the turnover margin, the penalties per game, all of it was just brutal last season. So let's start with the offense here. The offensive line has got to improve. They just, they've got to improve. That's the only way to say it. Uh, they're losing four of the top nine. They're giving, you know, they, they averaged giving up uh, almost five sacks and nine tackles for loss last year, like per game. That is insane numbers. Uh, however, like what's odd to me is the fact that they were not very good and their quarterback, Clay Millen, still completed 72% of his passes. Like, how do you complete 72% of your passes and you're not very good? It's just wild. Uh, they were number 127 in PPA per drive, or excuse me, 126 in PPA per drive uh, in 2022, number 129 in points per game. They averaged only 13.2 points per game. They got three new offensive line transfers, a new running back, new wide receivers, new tight end. Uh, they're number 36 in returning production on offense. They should know the scheme better, but I still don't know how much talent they're going to have, right? That's what. Uh, I'm a little I'm a little concerned about this because this schedule is not exactly forgiving, um, especially their non-conference. The non-conference is not not easy at all. So I'm I'm interesting. right, I'm interested. Uh, you got Washington State to start with, and then you got an off week, and then you got to go for eleven straight weeks. You play at Colorado, at Middle Tennessee, then you got Utah Tech, then you play at Utah State, Boise State, at UNO. It there's no layups there's nothing easy for this team uh and having your bye week in week two is just uh, uh the defense here freddie banks of course running that defense uh defensive end muhammad kamara is back he had 16 tackles for loss and eight and a half sacks last year they are returning over 61 percent of their tackles but they did lose three of the top four tacklers so that should tell you something uh secondary looks pretty good. They got defensive back Jack Howell uh back. He had 108 tackles last year. Uh he was the leading tackler. They returned 62% of their quarterback pressures, but they need to step it up. They need to get more of those. Uh you look at the key players, you know, Jack Howell, as I just mentioned, Kamara, the defensive lineman, the quarterback, Clay Millen, again, 72% completion percentage. And they went three and nine. Like, you got to be more explosive. You gotta be, you know, and they were they were explosive, but Oh, my gosh. How about you just need to be more consistent? That's just ridiculous. Um, Let's look at keys to the season. Again, the win total is four and a half here. They got to stop beating themselves. Like, they were six and two against the spread in the last eight games last year. But they were not good. Like, that's that's what... Like, they beat themselves way too much. Number 101 in turnover margin. Number 112 in penalties per game. Just brutal. Just brutal. Uh... Look, they took a lot of chances. They were number 14 in fourth down attempts per game, but they couldn't convert them. Number 104 in fourth down conversion percentage at 40%. The defense, again, they were good. Uh, Number 63 PPA per drive or 61, whatever. Uh, They need a lot of help from the offense. They're going to need a lot more than they got last year. Um, I just, I still can't get over this. 72% completion percentage and only 13 points per game. That's just absurd. And so, I've got I've got wins over Utah Tech, over Air Force, surprising, I know, but Air Force always drops something along these lines. Uh, I think the offense will be kicking at that point. Uh I've got a win over Nevada and a win at Hawaii to in the season. But that's it. I've got them four and eight. I think this is still a rebuilding job. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. The ceiling here is six and six for them. I think. I think they could potentially make a bowl game. They could sneak up and beat Colorado in in week three. They could find a way to, um, you know, beat San Diego State. They could find a way to beat Utah State. Like there's there's wins on this schedule if they can go out and get them. But still not a very good team. Uh, so I've got him going under minus 110. That's over at BetUS, four and a half. Uh, I think the floor is probably two and ten. Stealing bowl game at six and six. But I think Jay Norvell still has some work to do uh, heading into this season. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. Next up, the Fresno State Bulldogs. Jeff Tedford, of course, in year two of this stint. And last year was a good year. So long as Jake Hayner was playing, they were pretty good. Won the Mountain West again. Not too shabby. But what about this year? Let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at this. 10-4 last year. They went 7-7 against the spread. Their postgame win expectancy last year was nothing near 10-4. They were 7.4 and 5.6 in the regular season in their postgame win expectancy. Uh, they went 7-1 and in the conference. Their projected record this year... Uh, 7.92 and 4.08. So, what, 8-4. It's a projected record, at least according to the numbers. Pat McCann is the new offensive coordinator. Uh, Kirby Moore is now headed over to uh, Missouri as their offensive coordinator for old Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, Jay Kaner. Let's talk about him. Fantastic. He and Jordan Mims last year. They're losing four of their top five wide receivers. Uh, Kirby Moore is gone. This offense is going to look completely different, except Jeff Tedford knows what he's doing on that side of the ball. He always has. The quarterback, Logan Five, he was expected to be the starter. We're going to start on offense here. Uh, he was expected to be the starter this year. That The team went 2-3 and three in games in which he played. He threw two touchdowns and six interceptions. Uh, so, of course, they brought in quarterback Mikey Keene from UCF. He's the transfer. Uh, I think everybody kind of expects him to, to take the starting role here. They brought in four Juco wide receivers uh, because they lost six of the top seven pass catchers. Uh, the offensive line returned 72% of the snaps. I think that's going to help with continuity here. The running backs, Malik Sherrod and Damien Moore, who, of course, came over from Cal, uh, they should be pretty good as far as the running back court is concerned. As far as the defense, defense was pretty good last year. Number 53 PPA per drive. Uh, they returned 62% of their tackles from last year and and their snaps 56 uh, percent of quarterback pressures are back but they did see nine players transfer and four graduate so it's crazy that they're number 68 in returning production when you lost I mean a lot of dudes right I mean that's 13 guys that are out uh, definitely some key guys to replace on defense but you know it looks like nine of 11 starters are going to be seniors so you've got a lot of experience especially guys that have been in the program. That helps. Guys that have gotten snaps, whether it's here or elsewhere, uh, that that's gonna help you out a bunch. Key players, I think Keen is is the key guy. The running backs, uh, Sherrod and Moore, the uh excuse me, the cornerback, Cam Lockridge. Very important piece here. Linebacker Lavelle Bailey. And then of course you get the transfer wide receiver, Jalen Gill coming in. He should help out tremendously as well. Keys to the season. This season. The win total sits at eight. Uh, over at BetUS. Number is minus 130 to go over, even 100. Even money to go under. I wish this thing was 8.5 or 7.5 or something because I got to tell you, I think it's going to hit right at 8. I got losses to Purdue. I got a loss to Wyoming. A loss to San Jose State. A loss to San Diego State. Uh, The offense, probably not going to be as good without Hayner, but, you know, Mike Keene is intriguing, especially with Tedford still there. The schedule has winnable non-conference games. You know, I could see them winning at Purdue in game one if Mikey Keene just goes off. Uh, I really think they could win at Arizona State in week three. So, you know, win one of those, and I think uh, think you're doing pretty good. Uh, You know, uh, the last four of the season, that's where you're going to figure out whether or not you're going to be able to win the conference. You play Boise State, at San Jose State, New Mexico, and at San Diego State. Uh, you can probably even throw week nine in there, UNLV. I'm, I'm pretty high on them this year. But regardless, uh, the question here is, can they continue the success even with so much coaching turnover year after year? Right? Tedford's there, he's been there, et cetera. But man, you were losing offensive coordinator, you're losing staffers, you're losing just a ton of guys. And now you've got, Transfer churn as well. I think they go eight and four. I think they're still going to be pretty good. No divisions again. It's going to make it a little more difficult. Uh, I think the ceiling for this team probably 10 and two. The floor, the floor is they could not even make a bowl game. And we've seen this before, even under Tedford. Like they have had some bad, bad years, but they always tend to bounce back. Well, they had a good, good year last year. Uh, but number 106 in returning production, number 113 on offense. That's not promising. So, yeah. Uh, I like this team. I, I like what they've got. I like the pieces that they've got. Uh, but 8-4 and four looks about right to me, so it's right on the number. Uh, if you can get a 7.5, I would go over. If you got an 8.5, I would go under. Seems pretty easy, right? Make it simple enough. All right. Write down the times. The Hawaii Warriors. Timmy Chang's second year here last year finished the season looking at least competent, right? I mean, that's good. They, they went 3-10, and 10, uh, but man, uh, their against-the-spread numbers were, were pretty good. This team at least looked like they could compete in the Mountain West. But what does last year mean for this year? Let's go on and bring it up on the screen. Let's show you what we're looking at. The running back, Dedrick Parson, he is gone. The wide receiver, Zion Bowens, is gone. Tight end, Caleb Phillips. You got three starting offensive linemen gone. On defense, you got uh, the defensive back, Hausman. You got the defensive lineman, Ty You got the linebacker, uh, Paviti. Uh, you, you got dudes that, or excuse me, Pavihi. Um, you're losing a lot. You're losing a lot. We'll just say that. Number 81, returning production on offense, number 63 returning production on defense, you're losing key guys. It's very important. Uh, number 120 in turnover margin last year, that was not good. Like I, their projected record this year is basically around four and a half wins, four and a half wins, seven and a half losses. Oh, um, excuse me. I guess it'd be, no, it'd be seven and a half. Uh, so this is not ideal. Let's talk about the offense. They were number twenty-two in uh, rushing success rate, but they were number one hundred nine in rush rate. Uh, They only ran on forty-two point eight six percent of plays. Um, Why did they do that? Like, is it just the offensive scheme where they're going to throw the ball no matter what? Kind of, it drives me nuts when offenses won't do the thing that they're good at. Right? Uh, They couldn't finish drives last year. They were number one twenty in points per scoring opportunity. That's uh, that's drives where. You get a first down inside of the opponent's 40 yard line. They lost four of their top six offensive linemen from a pretty good offensive line unit. They were number 14 in offensive line yards. They were number 11 in havoc allowed. Like, this was a good offensive line unit that kept them competitive. And I don't know that they've got that this year. Now, let's move over to the defense. You got three defensive line transfers, you got two defensive back transfers, you got one linebacker transfer. They're all expected to help immediately on that defense. Uh, The defense was not good either, right? Just overall numbers. Offense was number 118 PPA per drive, defense was number 116 PPA per drive. Not ideal. Not ideal. Um, They gave up over five and a half yards per play to every FBS team that they played except for Nevada. They were number 114 in points allowed per scoring opportunity. They were number 123 in points allowed per game. Now, they do return four of their top five tacklers, but three of those are defensive backs. When your secondary are your leading tacklers, it's not ideal. Um, We'll say that. They are returning 70% of their quarterback pressures. Look, penalties per game, they were pretty good, number 44, so they didn't beat themselves a lot with that. But again, turnover margin number 120, and their luck rank was still number 64. So this team looked a little bit better than what they actually were, which is mind blowing. Um key players, Braden Schraeger's back, uh or Shager, excuse me. Uh, the wide receiver, Walt Hall, running back Hines, they're all there. Uh they've got, you know, really good center, you know, Verdell Edwards the second, defensive back, he's a key player coming back. Um, you know, they got some defensive linemen I think could be very interesting. Keys to the season here. The win total is three and a half on this. To go under is minus 140. To go over is plus 100. There are some people that are very bullish on Hawaii. I like Timmy Chang. I hope that he does really well. That's I'm, I'm very, very hopeful. However, I don't feel great about this. They got to fix the turnovers. They were number 128 in takeaways per game. So they weren't exactly uh, aggressive in getting turnovers. They were number seventy-two in giveaways, which is okay. I mean, it's middle of the pack. But again, can you afford to be middle of the pack when you're just not a very good team overall? They were minus four in a seven-point loss to Utah State last year. They were minus one in a seventeen-to-thirteen loss to Colorado State. They could have won those two games if they didn't turn the ball over or generated more turnovers themselves. Uh, it's likely to be another rebuilding year. Like it, losing offensive linemen hurts especially guys that have had a lot of experience. Um, the question here is, can the running back Hines get loose and create explosives behind a rebuilt offensive line? That's the question. They need uh, the defensive newcomers to show up in a huge way. The team did trend well. They went 7-1 and one against the spread down the stretch, but I think that the numbers had just gotten so outblown when Vanderbilt ran them off the field in Week 0 last year. This year, they got a start at Vanderbilt. And then of course they have a short week where they got to fly from Nashville back home and they got to play against Stanford. Then you got Albany, uh, Albany, whatever you want to call it. And then you play at Oregon that next week, New Mexico State, which I think is going to be pretty good, at UNLV, which I think is going to be pretty good. You got San Diego State at New Mexico, San Jose. I mean, it's it's a brutal, brutal schedule. I have Hawaii going one and twelve. And I think the ceiling is probably about five and seven. There's some of these that you could absolutely flip around. Could they beat Colorado State? Yeah. Could they, could they maybe beat Wyoming? Probably not in November. Uh, could they beat Nevada? Yeah. But the fact that that game's on the road kind of sucks. Could they beat New Mexico? Yes. I mean, at New Mexico is, is difficult. And so, I don't know. They could probably beat UNLV. They could probably beat New Mexico State. But ugh, I don't like the chances here. Uh, especially with that rebuilt offensive line. So um, I think the floor is 1-12, and 12, and I think they are going to hit the floor this year. I still don't believe that they are going to fire Timmy Chang anytime soon. They're going to give him time to get this thing corrected. But who, it is rough. It is really, really rough. So 1-12 and 12 for me, I'm going under that 3.5 win total. I know it's minus 140. I think this is money well spent. I will say that. Next up, the Nevada Wolf Pack. Whoo! My goodness gracious. Ken Wilson, two and ten last year. Won his first two ball games. Didn't win a single one after that. But if you look at the numbers, this team really wasn't that bad, right? Let's pull it up on the screen. Uh, the defense was actually better than I than I thought they were. Uh, they didn't turn the ball over like crazy. They forced some turnovers. They were number fifty one in penalties per game somewhat explosive on offense yeah now what really sucks is they're gonna have to replace some guys on offense right number 101 in returning production on offense um yeah not great they they lose Nate Cox they lose Toa Tawa Tawa I never say these right I used to be better at pronouncing some of these uh the wide receiver BJ Castile uh However, on defense, they're number 48 in returning production on that side. Uh, let's talk about the offense first. Brought in five Pac-12 transfers that should immediately upgrade the talent on that side of the ball. Uh, but they did lose 40% of their offensive line snaps. As bad as the offensive line was, or at least looked in certain points, they were number 36 in stuff rate allowed. So that unit was, was pretty good. We'll see what they can do this year. They were number thirty-five in explosive play rate. This number thirty-four passing, number twenty-four rushing. Uh, I am shocked that they did not add any offensive linemen uh, through the portal. But they then now they did bring in uh, some JUCO's. They got two, three stars, and, and another guy that's coming in. So maybe they believe in those guys. Uh, but you would expect to see maybe some guys with some experience, right? Just a guess. Uh, as far as you know, what to know about the defense here. Uh, that's expected to be the team strength. Of course, Ken Wilson is a defensive guy. Uh, the front six is considered one of the best in the Mountain West. They were number forty-six in havoc rate last year, uh, but they got to get stops. You got to get stops. They were number one hundred nine in fourth down conversion percentage. They allowed sixty-four point seven one percent. They were number forty-nine in red zone conversions allowed uh, at eighty-one point four percent. So they they got to be able to get stops. The number forty-nine in red zone conversion percentage is is okay. That's pretty good. Uh, the fact that they couldn't stop anybody on fourth down, that's, that's not great at all. Uh, the key players this year, Shane Illingworth or the quarterback, Brennan Lewis, who just transferred in from Colorado. You got linebacker, Drew Watts. Uh, you got the Oregon transfer running back, Sean Dollar, who I think could be a massive playmaker. Uh, the cornerbacks, Dedman and, uh, let's see, Uh That's not right. SSima. <laughs> I don't do a very good job with this. You Nevada fans, don't don't harass me. I'm trying my best. Uh, the wide receiver from USC, John Jackson, third. I think he could end up being pretty good. Uh, they really let's let's go to the keys of the season. Okay, they need to win at Texas State in Week Four if they want to have a shot at a bowl game. Like they, they, that's what you need to do to set the tone going into the conference play. Uh, I think the most important stretches at the end of the season obviously weeks nine through twelve uh, I don't expect them to beat Nevada at the end of the, or excuse me Wyoming at the end of the season but weeks nine through twelve you got New Mexico Hawaii at Utah State at Colorado State if you could win all four of those you might be able to go bowling you go two and two like I've projected here uh probably not going to be great the the projected record this season by the way a lot of the analytics very high on Nevada now I'm not super high on it. And I'm going back and forth between Nevada and Nevada. For me, it's Nevada. I know a lot of you get on to me about this, but regardless, I'll try Nevada. Um, it's going to be tough to make a bowl game. I know that the numbers, like the projected record, says five point two four wins. The win total is at three for a reason. Now, to go over is minus one fifty, under is plus one twenty. I think they fall right on the three. I got a win over New Mexico, win over Hawaii, and a win over Idaho. Uh, Other than that, I mean, some of these winnable games are on the road. Late in the year, I I don't feel great about it. Uh, They did a decent job with turnovers and penalties last year. Uh, Again, 55 in turnover margin, 51 in penalties per game. Can they continue to improve that uh, along with improving the offense? Can they do that? Uh, Wilson did an okay job last year. Of course, you look at the numbers. Defense was all right. Uh, but you can't look at wins and losses when you do that. The offense was just non-existent last year. Number one twenty-four in PPA per drive on offense, brutal. I got him at three and nine. I think the ceiling could be six and six. Right? This could be a better team than I'm envisioning. Uh, but I think the floor is super low, super low. Uh, one and eleven, I think is is the floor for this team. Uh, I don't think they go winless. I think I think they play too hard for that. Maybe make a bowl game. I've got him at three and nine. Three and nine. All right. On the other side, we're going to hit on San Diego State, New Mexico, and the rest of the Mountain West. Let's check out some things you should know about. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, expert game analysis only on the Bet US TV College football channel. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or whatever's your favorite podcast app. And if your app allows it, leave a five-star written review.
1: Visit the Winning Cures Everything web store to get all kinds of football shirts, hats, hoodies, mugs, and more. Visit winningcureseverything.com store to see what all we've added.
0: And now, back to the show. All right. The New Mexico Lobos. Let's go ahead and bring them up on the screen. This team last year was, and that's not transitioning. great. Let's check out some things you should know about. That was not what we wanted to do. (laughs) There we go. We got it to move. All right, Danny Gonzalez. Uh, Good gracious. Fourth season at the helm. Uh, He needs some help. He needs some work. He needs something to go his way. Uh, and maybe he did a, a very smart thing here. I think that he probably did uh, by bringing in former UAB interim head coach and offense coordinator, Brian Vincent. Uh, but we'll get to that here in just a second. Of course, 2-10 and 10 last year, but their postgame win expectancy was actually two and a half wins. So, eh, maybe. They were number 131 in offensive PPA per drive last year. Defense, though, was number 52. In PPA per drive. So the defense was actually pretty good last year. The issue is that they are now number 133 in returning production on defense. Not good. Let's start off with the offense here. Always a good thing. Uh, again, Brian Vincent, UAB interim head coach. He is the new offense coordinator. And he brings his quarterback with him, Dylan Hopkins. He was a, he's a transfer starter. Uh, I guess the presumed starter. Uh, UAB was 7-3. In games that he finished last year, Uh, he was injured for a little bit. They lost both the games where he he was injured is what it is. The offense cannot possibly be worse than they were last year at New Mexico. Uh, They've ranked last in SP plus for the last two seasons. Uh, They were last in PPA per drive in 2022. Just a brutal offensive line is losing 48% of their snaps. They moved their starting right tackle to defensive line. Feel like you might've needed him on, on the offensive line. Now I don't know this team in and out. Obviously Gonzalez, he got hired for the job. He knows what he's doing. We think, but seems interesting when you're losing that many snaps, uh, from your offensive line. As far as the defense goes, uh, Rocky long left to be the new Syracuse, uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, Ref was the cornerbacks coach and he's, he's been a defensive coordinator here at New Mexico before he's been a defensive coordinator several times from what I understand at New Mexico and whatever else. Um, or not, uh, North Texas, I think. Was ah, was it him or somebody else? I might be getting my dudes mixed up. Either way, either way, they lost 10 of 15 defenders who played at least 250 snaps last year. The defense again was pretty good. Uh, they were number 10 in passing downs PPA, number 42 in points per scoring opportunity. But they lost 8 of 11 guys that got a sack last year. Uh, they lost their top 6 tackles for loss guys. They lost their top 7 tacklers. Um... Just rough. Dead last in defensive returning production and no experienced transfers coming in. So do they just trust the guys or... uh, I don't know. I don't know. The key players this year, uh, I've got three down here. Obviously, on defense, it's kind of a crapshoot. But on offense, uh, Dylan Hopkins, of course, the UAB transfer quarterback. uh, The running back, Christian Washington. And then you got Alabama State transfer, Jeremiah Hickson, coming in uh, at wide receiver. I think he's going to be pretty good. Danny Gonzalez enters his fourth season. He needs again something good to happen here. They were one six and one against the spread against Mountain West teams last year. He needs to be competitive. You got to be in these games if you want another year. Uh, as far as the defense, I don't know what to make of it. That's the uh, that's one key here. I, I don't know what to make of the talent. Right? You've got you just got a bunch of new faces coming in that nobody seems to know a whole lot about, and you got a new defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, The schedule, brutal, especially considering their talent level. Um, Most of the people in this conference have got like a 125 to 132 strength of schedule. Not New Mexico. They got number 102. They got Texas A&M on the schedule. They got at Wyoming. They got at Boise State, at Fresno State. That means some of the more winnable games are at home. Uh, I've got them winning three of their first four games. But after that, no, sir. Don't feel good about this. I got a win over Hawaii at home, but man, that's about it. Their win total is set at four. Their projected record is actually 4.005, according to the numbers. Um, I, I think four is is them. I think they're gonna lose their last five games, and that might be all she wrote for Danny Gonzalez. I hope that he does well. Uh, but man, I just I I don't I don't have a lot of belief. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, the floor for this team, I think, is probably two and ten. I think the ceiling, maybe they can find a way to make a bowl game. Maybe Brian Vincent makes a huge adjustment on offense, and they can find a way to outscore some of these teams. But I think that, you know, losing that much on defense, it's going to hurt them big time. So I'm, I'm out on New Mexico. I've got them four and eight. I got them right on the number here. Um, this is going to be a rough one. Rough one for the Lobos again. Don't feel great about it, but. Uh, what are you going to do? San Diego State. They are next up on the docket. And Brady Hoke, decent year last year, but they didn't beat any of the best teams on their schedule, which is interesting, right? Defense was pretty good under Kurt Maddox, but eh, still got a problem with the offense. Let's look at the numbers. 7-6 and six last year. They were 5-8 and eight against the spread. Uh, look, their postgame win expectancy was 6.77 and 5.23. So, you know, they were about exactly what they should have been. The offense was just not good. Number 91 PPA per drive. Defense, as always, number 16 PPA per drive on defense. Uh, pretty good. Ryan Lindley is, uh, is the offensive coordinator this year. He was the quarterback's coach last year. He's a former Aztecs quarterback. Look, let's start on the offensive side here. Let's let's talk about this. One, uh, well, we'll talk about turnover margin and all that here in a little bit. The quarterback Jalen Maiden, did show promise in the last eight weeks, right? He he threw for two thousand plus yards, but he had twelve touchdowns and ten interceptions. He was number fifty nine in PPA per pass, but number eighty in passing success. That's not good. This team ran the ball on fifty four percent of their offensive plays. That was number thirty four nationally. But they were number 105 in rushing success rate. <laughs> I mean, they just, it's like hitting your head against a brick wall over and over and over again. Uh, can the offensive line be better this year? That's, that's the big question for this offense because you're going to need them to be for the running backs, uh, Christian and Armstead here. Jordan Bird is, is not there anymore, and it's, he didn't even have really good numbers last year. So um, at wide receiver, you're going to have some new faces too. Terrell uh, Shavers is gone, and uh, Matthews is gone as well you're losing your center and your right tackle and you you got some dudes that you're missing out on on defense kurt maddox always does a pretty good job uh, as i mentioned before re- really good against the rush weren't great against the pass. number 61 in passing success rate allowed um the front six is going to look completely different but they do still have a lot of talent here they lost seven of their top 12 leading tacklers along with five of their top six uh, tfl and sack guys Defense was number 17 or 16 PPA per drive, number 31 in success allowed overall, but number 63 PPA per pass. Um, Just rough stuff, right? The secondary needs to be better this year, but also they lost uh, their star safety, Patrick McMorris. He transferred out. So, yeah, who knows? They do get some guys in though. Cody Moon is coming in from New Mexico uh, and he was awesome last year. Just awesome. So let's look at some keys to the season The win total for San Diego State sits at 7. To go over is minus 110. To go under is minus 120. So, you know, the books expect them to go under more often than they would go over. Uh, They've got an insanely rough four-game stretch in weeks two through five. And then they close the season with San Jose State and Fresno State. Uh, The offense has to step up early. They just have to. They open week zero against Ohio. But then you look at week two, you get UCLA at Oregon State. Boise State at Air Force, then you get a week off. You get to go to Hawaii. You play Nevada, and then you got another week off. And then Utah State at Colorado State at San Jose State and Fresno State. I've got a win over Fresno State down at the at the bottom here, but that could easily that that could be a loss. Just saying, uh, they got to stop beating themselves. Right, number one thirteen penalties per game. Number one sixteen giveaways per game. They got to clean up the fundamentals. I mean, what are we doing? Just ridiculous numbers. Um, Brady Hoke got worse every year at Michigan. Like if you go look at the records, it was he started out fantastic in year one, and then every year after that was just brutal, brutal, like just rough, rough, rough. Um, yeah, like he has now gone from twelve and two. We're not going to count the COVID season for these guys, but they went twelve and two in twenty twenty one at San Diego State. And now seven and six last year, they need a rebound year in the worst way. I don't see it though. The win total is seven for a reason. I've got them winning seven games, and that's with a win over Fresno State, right? Uh, I think the floor for this team probably five and seven. I think the ceiling is probably nine and three. I don't have a lot of faith in the offense, but has anybody had faith in San Diego State's offense in a while? I, I don't think so. I don't think so, and so. Yeah, uh, not going to take a side on this. If I had to take a side, I might would go with the under because I just don't buy San Diego State a whole lot right now. But again, like this is a team that always plays good defense. If you can play good defense, probably be able to win some games in the Mountain West. All right. San Jose State, the Spartans. And if you've watched this program for any length of time, you know how much I appreciate Brent Brennan, right? Uh, the dude is fantastic. And last year's team was quite the conundrum. I could not figure this out. I could not figure out this team. Their talent was so much better. Now, obviously, you did have the death of a teammate in the middle of the year. That may have made things a little bit crazy, but let's look at the numbers heading into this season. Last year, 7-5, and five, but their postgame win expectancy was 5.35 and 5.65. Not Great. That can't be right. That doesn't add up to what I well, whatever. I must have typed that in wrong. I think it was I think it might have been six point three five and five point six five. Regardless, they weren't great even with the numbers, right? Returning production this year is number fifty one, uh, just over or just under sixty five percent. Number nine in offensive returning production, number one oh eight defensive returning production. The defense was better than the offense last year. So, eh, okay. Uh, let's start on offense. The quarterback, Seven Cordero, he returns uh, along with 100% of their offensive line snaps. I've never seen that before. They're bringing back everybody on the offensive line. Uh, the team was all over the place, like statistically. Uh, number 87 PPA per pass, but number 27 passing success. That doesn't make sense, right? I mean, it's just, it's so weird. Uh, another part of this. Like they're number 26 rushing success, but number 72 PPA per rush. They threw the ball on 60% of their plays, which was number 10 in the country. Uh, but they were number 24 in running the ball. Like how many times they ran the ball per play. Uh, will they change up the focus of the offense and try and make it a little more balanced to maybe create some more success? Who knows at this point? They just, they threw a lot, even though they didn't have. A, let me, let me say this. Their success rate was great. But as far as the points that they scored, though that was not great. We'll say that. We'll say that. Uh just a weird overall season for this bunch. Uh let's look at the defense here. Cause that's the part that really got me. Derek Odom, the defensive coordinator, uh talent on last year's defense was better than what they ended up with number 46 PPA per drive allowed. Uh that defensive line was talented. Number 23 have Havoc rate but they were number 78 in passing downs PPA, number 70 in third down conversion percentage. Like, the predictive metrics, I think, were better than the defense ended up. I mean, they gave up 43 points at San Diego State. They gave up 41, I think, to Eastern Michigan in the bowl game. Like, they just, there were certain games where they just didn't necessarily look like they wanted to be there. It was very strange. Um, I don't know. They were two and six against the spread against Mountain West teams. And they were so much more talented than some of those teams. It's just mind blowing. Um, you couldn't count on them to play up to a standard. It was a different version of the team every week. Uh looking at the the keys to the season here, they're projected favorites in four games, um, maybe more. I don't know. I'm looking at a little... I, I, I've got them going six and six. I'll go to tell you. Their win total is five and a half over at BetUS. Uh, to go over is minus 145. To go under is plus 115. They were number four in turnover margin last year, but number 83 in luck rank. I, this team was so all over the place. Now, will things go better with new defensive faces? Maybe. Uh, they had more talent last year than they will this year, but at least on that side of the ball... Who knows? Maybe they just needed some fresh blood in there. Uh, they were number 99 in offensive explosivity, number 75 in defensive explosiveness allowed. Got to find a way to stop the big plays and find a way to generate their own. Uh, the pass defense has got to improve a little bit. They were number 55 in passing success rate last year, but they, they gave up some big plays. They just gave up a, a lot of them, especially to the San Diego State in that game. It was wild. Uh, I've got them going 6-6. Six and six. I think the ceiling for this team is 8-4. and four. But I think the floor is like four and eight. If if they don't show up in some of these games that I've got them winning, like I got to win over San Diego State, I got to win over Hawaii and New Mexico both on the road. I got to win over Air Force here. Like this team is the kind that can bounce around and get really good wins or take really bad losses. So I kind of expect them to do the same here. So I I like this bunch. Uh, But six and six make another bowl game. Like Brent Brennan. Understands how difficult it is to win at this place. And yet he consistently does it. And they've got some pretty good talent this year. I, uh, I'm buying stock on them, but, but not too much. I'm, I'm going to take the over five and a half on that bunch. All right. Moving along. The UNLV Rebels. Let's dive in with the new head coach, Barry Odom. Marcus Arroyo started out four and one last year into the season five and seven quarterback got hurt didn't matter boosters wanted him out time to reset they're thinking maybe they can get in on this conference expansion bit Eh, i don't know that i necessarily agree but you know we shall see we shall see let's look at the numbers all right five and seven last year returning production number 52 in the country just under 65 percent and, of course, they've got a new offense coordinator, Brendan Marion. They did have Bobby Petrino as the offense coordinator, but uh, Marion comes over from Texas. Now the Petrino is at Texas A&M, Marion was the wide receivers coach at Texas. He was known for the go-go offense that he put in at Howard. Uh, he was a great wide receivers coach. If you remember Jordan Addison over at Pittsburgh, that's the guy. That's the guy. All right, let's talk about this offense real quick. Uh, they're losing Aiden Robbins. That's going to be uh, an issue because uh, he was... He was a dude last year. Absolute dude. They lost nearly 67% of their offensive line snaps from a unit that was number 10 and havoc rate allowed last year. That's not good. However, they do have the quarterback back Doug Brumfeld and they got wide receiver, Ricky white, who was a transfer from Michigan state back. Uh, they were awesome to start the year last year, but after Brumfeld got hurt and didn't look as great. Now, can they kind of recapture that magic, right? Passing numbers were not good. Like even like well, especially after Brumfeld went down. Uh, but you know, if you don't have Robbins anymore, can Davis and Reese replace that? Those are the the two next guys up here. Eh, who knows? But number one ten in passing success is not gonna cut it. I, I don't think Marion's gonna let that happen this year. As far as the defense, Michael Shearer comes in as defense coordinator. This is Odom's side of the ball. Okay. Defense was number one twelve in success allowed last year. Uh but they returned seven of the top nine tacklers, and they got 10 players back that played at least 250 snaps last year. You got some really intriguing transfers coming in, several of which could probably start for uh, for Odin's defense or Odom's defense. So, uh, I mean, they just need help everywhere talent-wise. They just need an influx of talent, and I think they got some of it with Odom. Uh, he's, he's a good recruiter. He'll be able to get some talent here, uh, but it's going to take a little bit of time besides just this first year. Let's uh let's look at keys to the season. They did pretty good as far as turnover margin penalties per game, like the fundamental stuff. Like, don't beat yourself with turnovers, don't turn the ball over. Uh, don't beat yourself like with penalties, right? Just easy stuff. But that was with Arroyo. Is Odom gonna keep the same thing going? We'll see. Um Odom's a good coach. I think he did well at Missouri. I think he was given kind of a raw deal there. Uh, he did pretty good at Arkansas as well. Transfers. At UNLV, they're going to need to uh, they're going to need to gel early. You know, the main piece is Brumfeld, though. Like, how how is he going to click with Marion and some of these transfer offensive linemen? The schedule pretty brutal for a team that's you know hoping for their first winning season since two thousand five. Weeks four through eight are the keys to making a bowl game. You got at UTEP, Hawaii, at Nevada, and Colorado State. I've got them winning all of those, and I got a win over San Jose State at the end of the season. So you start off with a win against Bryant. Then you play at Michigan. That's a loss. You play Vanderbilt. There's a chance UNLV could be favored against Vanderbilt. I don't think they will be, but there's always a chance. You got to play at UTEP. That one's going to be tough. If you can win one of Vanderbilt and UTEP, I think you're absolutely going bowling. I got them going seven to five. The win total here is set at six. Uh to go over is minus 105 to go under minus 125. I got them going seven and five. Like I I really like this team going over. I I like Marion a lot at offensive coordinator, and I really like Barry Odom. I think this team is set up for a little while. I think they're gonna be really, really good for a bit. So I'm I'm buying stock here. Uh the floor for this team, probably four and eight, right? I mean, you you've seen them lose quite a bit, but I think the ceiling the ceiling for UNLV is probably 9-3. and three. I think this team could be pretty good, uh, but I will go with 7-5 and five on it. I will go with 7-5 and five because uh, I think they got talent. I think the schedule sets up okay. Still a tough schedule, but I, I like Barry Odom. I like what he's doing there. The Utah State Aggies. Blake Anderson. Found a way to get them to a bowl game again last year. Uh, but man, the numbers did not like them. I will I will tell you that they it, it was a revolving door of quarterbacks. Now they got two guys that have transferred out, or one that graduated, one that transferred out. You got a more set rotation. Can they avoid injuries? Let's look at the numbers. Post game win expectancy last year they went six and six in the regular season, uh, but five point four nine and six point five one. So five and a half wins uh, for post game win expectancy. Mm, okay. Number 124 in returning production. Yeesh. Number 112 on offense, number 129 on defense. Uh, I don't have high expectations for Utah State this year. I will I will say that. And I'm trying to whisper it so that people don't get mad at me. But it's the truth, right? Um, they needed four quarterbacks last year. But the two best ones, Cooper Lagasse and, and Levi Williams, they return you got leading wide receiver and running back both gone. Uh, you got four starting offensive linemen gone. You're losing 63% of your snaps at offensive line. There, there were terrible numbers for a Blake Anderson offense last year. Number 115 PPA per drive, number 113 success rate, number 91 available yards. I, I would expect a bounce back on offense at least a little bit this year when you know what you're getting here, right? I think that's the biggest thing. And so uh, moving over to the defense. 11th in Mountain West in yards allowed per game, but they were number 65 PPA per drive and number 47 in success allowed. So were they good or were they bad? I can't, you know, some games they were great. Some games, definitely not. Uh, they lost seven of their top 10 tackles, uh, or tacklers, excuse me, 69% of their snaps from defensive players. They got a lot of Juco guys coming in. A lot of Juco guys, just rough. Um, and they got some other FBS transfers coming in as well. But whew, this is going to be a rebuilding thing. I can, I can already tell it. Um, you're losing Tyler, the running back. You're losing the wide receiver, Brian Cobbs. Logan Bonner's gone. so they, He's not even somebody you can fall back on anymore. Uh, it took a lot of, at least according to team rankings, it took a lot of luck for them to be able to get to a bowl game last year. <sighs> Let's look at the keys to the season. Their win total is 5.5. To go over is minus 110. To go under is minus 120. Uh, They were putrid in the red zone on offense and defense. Number 129 conversion percentage on both. It was strange to see such a drop-off on this team after they won the Mountain West in 2021. It was just rough. Uh, Number 130 in penalties per game. They were number 123 in turnover margin. I I still don't know how they made a bowl. It doesn't make sense. That Air Force game still drives me insane to this day because I could not figure it out. None of it made sense. Um, the qu- like key question here, can transfers click quickly enough to find six wins? It doesn't appear likely, but Anderson has surprised us before. So we shall see. I don't expect big things from this bunch. They're expected to be favorites or they're projected favorites in four games. I got them winning four games. I got them 4-8, and eight. a win against Nevada, a win against Colorado State, Idaho State, and at New Mexico. I, I can't in good conscience pick them to win at UConn right now. I can't expect them to beat James Madison or to go on the road and win at Iowa or at Air Force. This schedule is rough. I, I don't think they're going to fire Blake Anderson, but it is certainly not trending in the right direction, right? We'll say that. So I've got him four and eight. The ceiling here, I think, is another bowl game. You could find a couple of wins there. Like you could find a way to beat uh, you know, San Jose State or Yukon or something like that. Like you could absolutely find a way to do that. But the floor, I think, is probably two and ten. So if he goes from winning the Mountain West and two years later he's two and ten, then do they keep Blake Anderson around? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. So we will see. I, I like Utah State. I like Blake Anderson. But it does not look like this is going to be a very good year. I will, I will say that. All right. Moving along. The Wyoming Cowboys. Y'all know I love Craig Bowl. Y'all know I love Craig Bowl. Huh. Seven and six last year. Found a way back to a bowl game. They looked putrid in week one, and then found a way to get it turned around immediately. They didn't even look like an FBS team to start last year against Illinois, but they fixed it. They got it fixed. Let's look at the numbers: five point four three and six point five seven was the post game win expectancy last year, and yet they went seven and five in the regular season. Found a way to win some ball games, and this year, even though last year they had Nothing as far as returning production. They were awful on that side. This year, they are number four in returning production on defense, number 19 overall. How awesome is that? Now, you're losing the wide receiver, Joshua Cobbs. You're losing your running back, Titus Swin, You're losing three offensive linemen. I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. Let's start on offense here. They're bringing in the running back, Harrison Whaley, from Northern Illinois to replace Titus Swin, So that's one thing. The quarterback, Andrew Peasley, returns... He needs to be better than he was last year. Obviously, 10 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. That's not going to cut it. 53% completion percentage. That's not going to cut it. They're losing 53% of their offensive line snaps, but Craig Bowl has always developed the position well. Right? I think we can agree on that. So, to go along with it, um, let's see. They're losing three of their top five pass catchers. They only threw on 38% of their plays anyway. It's not quite at Air Force levels, but Craig Bull likes throwing the football. We'll say that. The defense, we'll move over to that. They were number 66 PPA per drive, but number 54 in success rate allowed. They were only number 120 in takeaways per game, so they could stand to be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, they needed to get stops. They weren't great at that. Number 78 in points per scoring opportunity, number 83 in defensive red zone conversion percentage. They're returning 13 of the top 16 tacklers. This defense knows the scheme. They're going to be good again. And probably better than they were last year because it took them some time to get acclimated to what was going on. Uh, key players, you got the wide receiver, Wyatt Wheeland, You got uh, the transfer running back that are brought up, uh, Harrison Whaley. The tight end, uh, Trayton Welch. Peasley, I think it has to be better. I think it can be better. Uh, on defense, linebacker, Easton Gibbs. Quarterback, Ja'Cory Hawkins. You got defensive tackle, uh, Devon Harris. Look, let's talk about keys to the season here. Bulls roster never looks great. Never. But they consistently win. They put themselves in position to have the other team make a mistake, and then they capitalize. They've got six winning seasons in the last seven, and the only losing season was that 2020 year. And I think they only played six games. Uh, going divisionless does not help Wyoming, but I don't think they anticipate winning the Mountain West a whole lot anyway. We'll say that they were four and one in one score games last year in the regular season. Uh, they were number 16 in luck rating. Uh, can it continue? We'll see. I don't know that they would necessarily need it to continue, but obviously luck will help. Uh, they would need to improve their turnover margin, which was number 78 last year. Now we know the trenches are going to be good. Do they have a playmaker that can, you know, generate explosives uh, on offense or defense? There's a lot of questions with Wyoming if they're going to be, you know, competing for uh, the conference championship. Eh, yes and no. Like, I, I I believe in Wyoming quite a bit, but not enough to see them, you know, win a conference title. Uh, I do have them going over the six and a half here. Uh six and a half win total over at Bet US to go over is plus one ten. To go under is minus one twenty. I've got him at seven and five, but you know, the ceiling here is nine and three, the floor is four and eight. Um I like Wyoming. You guys know I like Craig Bowl. You guys know that I love that guy and uh, his old man football stuff. So it is what it is. Let's talk about who is actually going to win the conference. Uh, because it's divisionless we got some interesting stuff going on right we got some interesting uh things here um I tend to believe looking at you know all of these schedules etc I think we're probably going to get Boise state and you know what I'm gonna to toss it out there i'll I'll I think we could get Wyoming in there. Either Wyoming or Air Force, one or the other. But that's that's who I believe will be playing against Boise State. I think Boise probably wins the Mountain West this year. Uh, that non-conference schedule I know is brutal. But, you know, what are they right now? They're uh, plus 185 to win the Mountain West. Those non-conference games don't hurt you when it comes to that conference title game. I think they're going to have a good defense. Think the offense will be up to par by the end of the season uh, and the same with the defense for sure so yeah I'll take Boise State to win I know that that's chalk I get it uh, but I think that the opponent could be different than we've had in quite a while with either Air Force or Wyoming uh, I think it could be very very interesting uh, especially you know if Air Force gets a win over Boise State at the end of the season just playing them back to back a lot of fun all right let's get out of here this has been enough uh, I'm headed out of town for a few days. And then we will do some more of these conference previews as soon as I get back. Uh, make sure and go watch the BetUS college football show. We're going to have a lot of stuff going on over there. So definitely help us out with that. That would uh, that would certainly help things quite a bit if you would do that. Uh, go and check out BetUS. It is America's favorite online sports book, the premier online sports book. Uh, they are where the game begins. It's betus.com. We got a link in the description. Click that thing, get signed up. What else? New website coming soon. That's always good. If you're coming to Bet Bash, hit me up on Twitter, at GaryWCE. Even if you're not, if there's anything you want me to talk about other than previews, I promise you they're coming. I promise. It's been a a very long summer. We'll say that. All right, is there anything else we need to hit? I don't believe so. All right, you guys are fantastic. You're always fantastic. I appreciate you. (laughs) With that said... Good gracious. Oh, hit subscribe and hit like. It's the first time I said that the whole time. Whatever. Uh, with that said, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. God bless college football. And hopefully, all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for listening to Winning Cures Everything. Make sure and follow me on Twitter, at GaryWCE. If you want to toss in a question, you can email me, Gary, at Make sure and hit that subscribe button. and We'll see you next time.
1: Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance
0: selection. Ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion.